0: what's going on y'all welcome back to another episode um so before i get into this one i do want to say this episode is from a video i saw on youtube i don't know if you guys ever heard of a guy named alan parr he has pretty good youtube videos i don't agree with everything but he definitely comes with a lot of um solid truth in certain areas you know, but he mentioned something that I didn't do on his podcast once, um, so I'm not going to dive into great detail on all of them because some of them we previously spoke about on a podcast, um, but I'll definitely probably do a, a YouTube video on maybe one or two of these. But I thought this was great. Um, some keys for you guys to look out for in regards to mistakes when dating. Um, So if this episode encourages you, definitely please share this with a friend. Maybe you found yourself in one of these predicaments. Definitely check it out. Um, You know, something that you could pray about, think about. Yeah, but share, you know, if you're new, welcome to the team. So yeah, so mistakes um, that we as Christians make when dating. Um, Number one is dating without accountability. And I definitely think this is one of the biggest issues that we have. I don't I I feel like in today's generation everyone wants to be considered grown. Everyone wants to, you know, because we're independent because we know we think we know what's best for us. We don't really listen to other people. But I think it's important that we learn that it's okay and it's safe and actually it's necessary to date with accountability. It, there's I understand people having a private life. No one is telling you everyone needs to be in all your details, but it is so important to date with accountability. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, in the CSB, it says, plans fail when there is no counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. We all, in my opinion, need wise people to help us, you know, to help guide us into God's will, because in reality, many times we think we know what God's will is, but sometimes we only think it's God's will because that's what we want, <laughs> you know, but a lot of times you can speak to someone who's been around the block before Um, you could talk to someone who has been married for many years. For me, I can encourage a lot of people because Safa and I are about to hit five years in marriage, but at the same time, my mentor in marriage probably won't be the guy who's only been married for three weeks. Probably it's going to be the guy who's been married 10 years, 20 years, because they're helping me get to where I need to be. Or maybe I have issues in my personal life and I can lean on someone like, Hey, You know, I don't want to fall. How do I prevent, you know, from falling into sin? When I have that accountability system in place, it's a great benefit to my spiritual walk. Like when we think about, I guess one of the people I would definitely say we should be accountable to is our pastor. Um, You know, but when we think about that, we have to understand that a pastor is supposed to do way more than preach to us. And that's why when I ask people what church do they go to? And they're just like, oh, I look at such and such pastor online. Yeah, I follow them online. I'm just like that's that's not your pastor. You know? They're your preacher, but, but a pastor is way more than a person that preaches to you. You know, they should be willing to help you make important decisions, someone that you can lean on, talk to, confide in, someone that can help encourage you. All of those things are a pastor's duty, you know? So they they help assist us through advice, through prayer, you know? And I know this verse is something that people always try to manipulate, so I definitely Feel free to ignore it if you choose. But Hebrews 13 and 17 in NLT, it says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That will certainly not be for your benefit. So obviously, this isn't telling any one of us to only marry somebody when the leader says so. Oh, my pastor didn't say I, I can marry you, so I'm not going to marry you. I know some people who pastors say they can't marry no one unless that person goes to their church. I know people who say their, past, their pastor is not approving of anyone. You know what I mean? So just like, so do you think the marriage only works if your pastor likes the person? That's not biblical. So please don't take it out of control. Take me out of context because I feel as though many leaders do manipulate their and control their members. They try to control what they do, where, where they live, um, what they wear, you know, all that's toxic leadership, to be honest. Um, if it's not biblical, they cannot force you to do anything. They should only be encouraging you to follow scriptures. Um, you know, so this verse isn't to say that leaders should control you, but instead it's saying they are there to help guide us along the right path. You know, so when I think of this verse, I realize that a leader has to answer to God about people God called them to lead. You know what I mean? So if I'm the leader, I'm expecting on judgment day, you know, God is like. Hey, Tavares, why was your church doing XYZ when you were in leadership? Why weren't you correcting this? Why did you have a podcast that didn't correct sin? Why did you get blessed to have so many people listening to your podcast or following the Godly Dating platform, but you never encouraged them to follow me? It was just a matter of building your platform. Those are the type of questions that God may be asking people in leadership on the day of judgment, because a lot of people think we're just going to die and God's going to be like, hey, you're a Christian. I saw you at church. Come on in. Welcome to the pearly gates. Listen, maybe that's how he's going to do it for regular people, but for the people God allowed to be in leadership, the people that God gave platforms to and allowed them to lead his people, trust me, the Bible says in James that teachers have a greater judgment. We get judged more strictly, more harshly, not because God hates teachers, but because God gives us gives us such a great Task ahead of us. You know, so we have to understand that when God is saying, when Paul is telling us, whoever wrote Hebrews, because it's an argument between possibly Apollos even wrote it, but when God is saying, I don't have them answering with joy, don't have them answering with sorrow. You want them to answer with joy. Is because we all know those members that can give their pastors and leaderships headaches because they don't listen to nothing. They're going to do whatever they want, sleep with whoever they want. They're going to go turn up. You can't tell me what to do because I'm grown. You know what I mean? Like we all know those people. But imagine if, you know, God were to say on Judgment Day, like, hey, why did, I'm sorry if any of you on the podcast, listening to the podcast, have this name, but why was Jennifer um, listening to the podcast and getting the impression that she could be in a lesbian relationship? Did you encourage her to do that? And imagine me on judgment day pretending that something I said on the podcast didn't encourage that. But God wants me to say, God wants the fact that no one has an excuse because everyone is going to do whatever they want. Um, at the end of the day, we make our own decision, but God wants to make sure that the leadership gave you the right advice. Um, And that's the reason why dating without accountability is so important. That's probably one of the ones I'll talk about in, in greater detail on a YouTube video, because it's so important that we lean on leadership and spiritual friends in order to help our relationship to continuously thrive. The second thing he said was not being authentic. And the Bible says in Colossians 3 and 9, Don't lie to each other for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. So we have to understand that to be a liar in God's eyes is a sin. I know we think people that's having babies outside of marriage is the only issue that God is having a problem with. No, but God has a problem with lying and a part of lying is being deceptive, you know, giving half the truth, you know? So in my opinion, if you're hiding something that they should know, that's so selfish in reality it's a lie if you know you have a problem or you know you have some type of thing that you know probably probably you know they probably would say i'm not interested if they knew that then that's being selfish because you're trying to convince them to fall in someone fall in love with someone that you're not even you know that's not even you you know what i mean so you're you're hoping that they, they fall in love with who you're pretending to be and eventually when the truth comes out then they'll stay you know and and then you know in his video he mentioned Also, not pretending to like stuff that you, you know, pretending to like something that you really don't, because I think about it like I love fitness and I could I would hate if a girl tried to find common ground with me when I was single over fitness because, hey, God help you the day when, you know, I I need you to work out or we get married and Thanksgiving Day, you ready to eat. And I'm looking like, hey, let's go do a 5K. I'm one of those people. You know, I want those people you married to this this house, so you're going to work out. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't pretend that you like certain things to impress certain people. You're not being true to you. So if you can't be your true self around them, please understand that's not who God destined for you to be with. You know, you should always be willing to be upfront regarding things like your goals, um, desire for kids or not, because that is a huge deal breaker. And a lot of people They'll say, oh yeah, I want a big family, when in reality they don't, and then they end up miserable. Or they say, oh, I don't want kids because the person they're with doesn't, and eventually they grow resentful that they never experienced that. So you have to be upfront regarding personal struggles, regarding debt. People are living lavishly on social media, and you're competing with these people, and you're feeling inadequate when those people are in debt. It was their credit card that paid for that entire trip. They cannot afford it. They are in debt for years just trying to show out on social media. Please understand you want to be true to who you are. You know, be willing to voice your frustrations, you know, because if you can't tell someone when you're frustrated, then you're not really being true to who you truly are. That means you want them to fall in love with someone that doesn't even exist. And that's not worth it. And the third thing that he said was staying too long. Um, I definitely think we all can agree that that's a huge mistake we make when dating because it's harder to get out of a relationship the longer that you're in. If you've been in this relationship so long and you built, you you feel as though it's not even chemistry that you built, but you guys have just invested so much. You feel as though it's so hard to get out of a relationship now that, ah, man, I got to start over. Is God? Am I ever going to find someone, you know, that's actually God's will for me? Because I can't, I can't afford to start over. That's how we look at it, but in reality. It's only difficult to start over because you won't get out now when you see all of the issues that makes you want to get out. Maybe you have kids that are now involved. Maybe you guys are sharing a home. Um, you know, I know we're all Christians here, but we understand some people, you know, they they have those issues, you know, understand that it's difficult to leave. You may feel as though I won't be able to afford the bills. But sometimes holding on is way more painful than letting go. Because in your mind, you can't find something better. In your mind, you're not going to find. Um, maybe an answer to the problems that you're in. But please understand that when you're connecting to unnecessary issues, it's best to let go early, you know, because sometimes we don't want to hurt people because you don't want to admit it, but what you're really doing is catering to their emotions. So you think that maybe if I just hold on, things will change. But if you leave later on, all I simply did was invest more feelings. All I simply did was give them more of the impression that you guys are going to get married or, you know, the list can go on, you know, or some people, sometimes you're just hoping that they change. But you have to understand that sometimes people don't change. Um, and I'm not saying that to be negative, but you have to be willing to to address the facts. Don't pretend that, you know, you're comfortable with something. No, nah, don't stay too long. If you feel as though God is calling you to leave, then be sure to leave. Don't allow your spirit to stay put in a situation that you feel like God has already exited. Another um, point that he made was having sex before marriage. And you know, you guys know I harp on this all the time, so I'm not going to dive into great detail. Um, this is actually perfect timing for our garbage truck to fill the need to pick up garbage, but it is what it is. This is the only time Gianna slept today. So yeah, I'm just going to have a raw and uncut. If you guys hear it in the background, I'm sorry. <laughs> but 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 3 through 8, it says it like this. God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who don't know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins. As we have solemnly warned you before, God has called you to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So whenever I talk about this and people ignore me and they listen to everything else, except when I say we have to avoid fornication and wait until marriage, I know there's so many people that do it because I see some of y'all profiles where y'all reach out to me. And I'm looking like girl, you just said what he just did to you. Why y'all out at, you know, and then let me not, let me not, let me be nice. <laughs> but we have to understand that is not someone ignoring me. We're not ignoring our pastor. We're not ignoring you know anyone's podcast advice. What we're doing is we're saying God, I'm ignoring you. I am going to choose my will over yours because sex man, I'm telling you, that's why it's so important to wait until marriage because like I mentioned um last week, oxytocin will have you in a relationship that you should not be in because it's a bonding agent sex will always cloud your judgment. Um, a lot, I stole a quote um, from his video. He said this, he says, sex before marriage can make a bad relationship seem good or make a good relationship go bad. And we all know it's true. Many of us have been in terrible relationships, but because you enjoy the sex, you ain't trying to leave, but that's not what God desires from you. You should not settle just because you want sex, you know, and please understand that you can be in a good relationship, but once you start getting sex in, it clouds your judgment. You don't see that there's issues arising. You don't see that you're drifting spiritually. You know it's best for you to simply avoid it. Number five, and it's another one I talk about, so I'm not going to dive too too deep into this one either. Being unequally yoked. So this, whether you choose to accept it or not, is settling. The Bible says Second Corinthians six and fourteen: Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? Or what communion has light with darkness? So while you're thinking, man, I'm just dating somebody of another denomination, man. I'm just dating somebody. She don't got to go to church like that, bro. Like it's not that deep. As long as she's a good person, we can all be good human beings. He treats me with more respect than the guys in the church. treat me. We can make up all these excuses that we want. But if you claim to love Jesus Christ, the one that's in the Bible, not the one that they made up on TikTok, this progressive kind, but if you claim to love the God of the Bible, then that means he is changing your entire life around. It's impossible to love God and live the same way as everyone else does. So we have to understand that when you say, I love God with everything in me, but I'm dating someone who doesn't even know him or doesn't want a relationship with him or isn't allowing them to change him even though they're in church that is settling because reality you're just tired of being alone you know no one can convince you no one can convince me that you know that they love Jesus and they're willing to date someone who's worshiping another god is is you can probably convince yourself but to me isn't you're not being honest with yourself if you say that you're not settling and none of you can tell me that God wants you to settle And I'm not saying the people that get married to unbelievers, they'll never get saved or, you know, God can never bless their marriage in the future. But I'm letting you know the Bible literally says what fellowship or what connection is there when there is light and darkness? That's how you have to view it. I'm not viewing it as though ah they don't really go to church. No, the Bible is not. The Bible doesn't say what fellowship has church members with non-church members. It called us righteousness and unrighteousness. Another verse says what Concord has, it mentions Belial. It's, it's making it seem like these people, we're looking at it like little sin. The Bible is looking at it like you are in darkness or not. You know what I mean? So you have to understand that being unequally yoked is settling. And you can't change people. They have to want to serve God for themselves. Not going to church to please you. Not going to church because they know it's going to impress you. I mentioned in the previous episode in the past, but I told you guys about, a, a, you know, a girl knew how important baptism was to me. So she got baptized and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, she turning her life around and, you know, so we started dating. But by the time we broke up, she didn't go to church no more. And it wasn't like one of those scenarios where I was a hypocrite and I, I did something wrong that made her hate church. It wasn't like that. She just never cared for church. She really just got baptized because she thought it was going to impress me. So please understand that's not going to work. Um, there was one that he mentioned, dating multiple people at once. I didn't care to write notes on that because to me, that's so inappropriate. I don't think that we should be um, leading people on like that. If I would love if you guys, if you're still listening to this episode, that you reach out and let me know if I should talk about that, um, my thoughts on dating multiple people. Because in reality. You guys may not view it as exclusive, you know, various things, but I would love to make sure Safa is in on that because I want a woman's perspective as well. A lot of times Safa gives me feedback on these episodes, even if she's not able to be in it, but I would love for her to talk to you guys on that. So definitely reach out to me talking about that. And if I get at least two or three, then I'll consider making that an episode. Um, Number seven, overlooking red flags. That is a huge mistake people make when dating. Excuse me. Um, And I say that's a huge mistake because we have to understand that red flags don't change colors over time. I know we're like, maybe if I squint, okay, well, if I date him, you know, or I date her, maybe six months from now, you know, her bad attitude, maybe she'll be nice now. Or maybe, you know, her lustful ways, maybe he won't be so lustful in the future. No, these red flags that God is showing you, they are for you to stop and address. And if that does not get fixed, you let that go. You do not ignore red flags. The Bible says it like this in Proverbs 22 and 3. A prudent person or a wise person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. If you don't know what simpleton means, it's a nice way of calling you the fool goes blindly ahead, you know, I'm not saying that to anyone, but that's literally how the Bible is implying it. When you're wise and you're careful with how you're moving you're watching how you want to grow spiritually, you want, you want to grow mentally, you want to grow emotionally, you have to take a moment to, okay, well, let me pay attention to this relationship. Because most relationships that I've gotten into that ended badly, because obviously every relationship didn't work before my life, you know, but anyone that I got into that things were Extremely bad. Um, in the end, I realized that there were so much that I overlooked in the beginning, and I'm thinking, okay, well, uh, well, that's no big deal. I can change them. I can fix that. And it's like, sadly, we look at people like there are our projects, and that's not how God wants you to view people, you know. So when you are seeking God for clarity on a relationship, never ignore the warning signs that He's showing you, because those warning signs are to, are to protect you, to stop you from harming yourself, or stop you from harming them because a lot of times we love to we we I I'll, I'll get to that in a little but you know a lot of times we we can see their issues but not our own um so that's where I want to go with our, our the eighth point the eighth point that he mentioned he said ignoring your own baggage and i think that's so important because it's so easy for us to spot someone else's flaws and then we can ignore our own and it's so hypocritical of us but that's really human nature. So it's not like I'm saying this to specific people. I think it's so easy for all of us to judge people based off their actions, but based on, judge ourselves off our intentions. Um, what my pastor preached recently, he was talking about a woman caught in adultery and they were talking about, she was caught in the very act. Um, well, for one, I don't know why they brought her and not the man because they both should have been stoned. Um, but two, it's crazy that when Jesus said, all right, cool, you know, You know, it's obvious Jesus is showing them. Yeah, the law does say that. So whoever's going to be the first one to throw the stone, let it be the person that doesn't have sin. You know, he just gets back down in the dirt. That's basically what Jesus told him. He didn't negate the fact that that's what the law said. He just let them know. okay, cool. But the perfect person is the one that should be throwing the stone. And Jesus showed her that he was the only one that had the right to cast a stone at her. But he didn't. That's the beautiful thing about grace, because God is the only one with the right to condemn people. But he doesn't. He doesn't aim to condemn anyone, but he aims to bring us all into relationship with him. So we have to understand that when the Bible shows us, uh, when, when when we're exposed to someone um, someone else's red flags, it's so easy for us to to focus on those and talk about those. But we need to also take inventory of our own baggage. Deal with your own trauma, your own abuse, because it is not your spouse's duty to deal with your garbage. Now, yes, there's some areas in my life that Safa helps me with, and there's areas in her life that I pray that I can help her with. And any of you, when you get into a healthy relationship, you're going to be helping the person that you're with. But if you have the ability to get therapy, you should, because that's not their job. If you have the ability to deal with your, your lustful problems. You should, because your spouse shouldn't deal with that. If you have debt, and you're not addressing it that's not your spouse's duty to to address your baggage you need to be addressing that so deal with whatever it is that you have a problem with you know because a lot of times we think the answer to singleness is a new person now but sometimes the answer is finding healing from your past sometimes the answer is finding wholeness in god realizing that you have issues that you need god to address not a new man not a new woman Because a lot of times we're attracting the same demons and new people because we never address the root, the root of our sin and the root of our lesson, the root of our issues. But when you seek God for that healing and that deliverance on that baggage, he's able to deliver you. The ninth thing is not defining the relationship. And I did an episode on this in episode 46, so I'm not going to dive into detail on it. But I will say, because I know some of you may not click off and go there um, later on, but I will say clarity is one of the most important things that you can have. You absolutely need that because you don't want to assume anything. There's so many people that talk about how guys let them on. Even some guys say women let them on. Um, I'm not even going to pretend. I've I've been let on before, so I'm not going to pretend it's only a gender specific thing. But the problem is, is when we assumed something was happening. Unless they express that interest and express that plan or whatever, don't just assume that it's the direction it's heading. Obviously, some people will will say things and then, you know, they'll go back on their word. That's different. But please understand you need clarity, you know, because just because you two are texting all day and you talk all the time, that doesn't mean you're a couple. Even if you guys hang out, even if you guys were doing some stuff that the Bible calls sin. You know, you bumping and grinding and rubbing, rubbing and loving and all that kind of stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Don't think that person considers you their boyfriend or their girlfriend. That just probably meant you were good for the day for them. Just because you two flirt doesn't even mean that you guys are interested, because that person could be bored. And that's the episode that I'm working on with Safa soon. So we'll get we'll get my lovely lady back. But right now our schedules are absolutely insane. Um, I'm trying to do stay-at-home dad life while working because I have more freedom than Safa does with her job. So, guys, pray for a deliverance from her. um, Pray for a a promotion on her job so she's not on phones like that or that we get rich or something, you know, so we could (laughs) do this whole little vlogging YouTube couple thing that everyone is doing. Um, But never assume anything. Always decide to have the conversation early because I don't want you guys to be with someone three years And you thought they were planning on marrying you and you guys are dating all these years and nothing is happening. Um, That's another episode I want to talk about, you know, how how long should a guy wait or how long should that be? But that's more of a dialogue type thing. And the last thing he said was dating with no goal in mind. Um, And I think that's a serious issue that we have today because there's so many people that date and they really aren't desiring anything but fun, you know, and honestly, sometimes the idea of fun is sinful. It's really just, I'm just trying to have some sex, somebody to go out with. You know, it's not necessarily that you desire marriage. You're just dating, you know? And if you don't date with marriage in mind, I think there's only going to be three possible outcomes. One is sin. Two, someone's heart is broken. Three, you just wasted time or probably added some unnecessary baggage. Sin, that's obviously, you know, that's the most obvious one. Somebody's going to be having sex with your guys, are so just dating for no reason. Um, you know, you're chasing fun to d- you know, that was going to present those opportunities to you. So those moments of pleasure, you know, are going to seem so great, but then it's going to be regret later on. Or, you know, or someone, like I said, someone's heart will be broken. Eventually, there'll be a whole lot of emotional wounds when a relationship ends. You know, you may be asking what happened. You know, why am I not good enough, pretty enough? Was I not good enough for? Was I not making enough money for? Asking yourself, why did they move on to someone else? You know, or a wasted time. You know, I don't need to carry baggage, you know, baggage that God doesn't desire for me to carry. A lot of times we're carrying baggage that God never put in our hand, but we did, you know, and I don't want to be up reminiscing at night. Oh man, I wonder what things would have been like. You know, you picked up unnecessary baggage and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way because children are a blessing, but some people picked up children in relationships that they should have never been in. And obviously God knows what we're going to do before the foundation of the world. So I'm not calling any child a mistake. But it's better when you're in a relationship with someone that you love and you're married to rather than you just got pregnant from a little hookup, STDs, painful memories. All these things are unnecessary. The goal of dating should always be marriage. And if they aren't desiring marriage, please trust me. Hear me when I say this. That is perfectly fine. But at least you know this isn't who you should be with if you desire marriage. They can waste someone else's time. They don't have to waste yours. You know, so if your desires aren't aligning, you're saving yourself from so much heartache and, you know, wasting time and avoiding so much sin that you don't need to be inside of. You know, so dating someone is something that I believe should always be done with <clears throat> done with the intentional heart, you know, and of course, everybody you date, you won't marry, but at least you got into a relationship with the right goal. So you guys didn't end a relationship wasting your time, but uh, you, now you see maybe what I do desire, what I don't des- desire, what I deserve X, Y, Z, but you didn't go into it with the mindset that, oh, let's just have some fun and let's see where it goes, because if you just see where it goes, it might not go towards God. It might go towards <laughs> the bedroom. But yeah, man, so I saw I saw this video and I thought it was pretty dope. And I was like, I think you guys would be encouraged by this. Some signs to pay attention to. Um, so I'll probably do a spin-off of a couple of these points for YouTube. If You guys have not checked out our podcast uh, on YouTube because a lot more of you listen to our podcast than our YouTube. I'm encouraging you guys to check it out. Um, definitely have um, some great feedback in the comments. So I know it's encouraging people. Um, but we appreciate you guys. <clears throat> excuse me for all of you guys that have been supporting especially during black friday sale for those of you who got merch some of you guys have merch and you didn't tag me some of you are tagging me please continue to tag me or dm me a picture so i can repost it on the page um but i'm thankful for you guys man you guys show nothing but love and support I um, mean, I know this podcast is a heavy hitting podcast. It's not one that every time you leave, you're just you know smiling. A lot of times, you're probably like, "Ouch, bro, chill," you know. But that shows that the fact that people are sticking around, that people desire spiritual growth. I think now is the time when the church can needs to be the church. We need to stop pretending that the world is looking for this watered down Christianity where people need you to talk about. You know, cute topics that don't save, cute topics that don't sanctify, all these type of, you know, these little trendy nonsense, but you guys make this journey extremely encouraging. Um, But yeah, man, I'm not going to prolong it too long because I almost had a 30 minute mark, but I'm thankful for you guys and I'm praying that you continue to be encouraged by this. Yeah. Oh, and for everybody who supports either via Patreon or you guys are just random random givers to the podcast. Thank you so much. It definitely goes a long way. It helped us buy a new camera that made the the YouTube quality much better. So we love you guys and we will see you next Thursday. Peace.